0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson.
1: Doc Manson at Doc Manson. We never did consider DDT ASMR. Do you think do you think this is an arena we should we should go down and explore?
0: Oh, well, you you really sound more like DDT NPR than anything else. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, would
1: you like a Would you like a cup of my sweaty balls? Is that a thing from NPR? I thought that was a South Park joke. I th- I thought it was an SNL making fun of NPR joke. Huh. yeah,
0: I suppose it's uh, Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls that are the the South Park thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, how are you, DC Matthews? At the DC Matthews? Did you want to do the low? Did you want to do the low talking? Did you? I don't know. But like, I feel like I feel like AI, okay, ASMR is down here. Yeah, it's more whispering. Yeah, it's more down here. But like NPR, I'm not sure exactly where NPR is for me. <clears throat> I'm not sure I, that's quite it. I, I feel like it's got to be
1: more, more y but I'm not... There's, there's a little toad. You, you basically need to have no affect to your voice. Whatsoever. No affect? I don't think so. I don't All think I've right. ever heard a, a really impassioned NPR host anyways. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. What are you eating? Banana pudding. I said don't tell me. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, banana pudding. Is it good? It looks good. I mean, and, by, and by that, I mean... When we used to go down to North Carolina to see family, they would serve this. They called it banana pudding. It's vanilla pudding mixed with a little Cool Whip with vanilla wafers and then sliced bananas. So I suppose it's vanilla pudding with a hint of banana, but they used to call it banana pudding. We just got the vanilla wafers today, so I was able to finally make it. It's pretty damn good. Are there bananas in it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Because for a minute, I thought you were going to tell me that you made it with the vanilla pudding and the cool whip and the vanilla wafers no and you held the bananas, but oh. you were still calling it banana pudding because it was mostly that recipe. And there I was going to have whole- to reach through
1: this webcam <laughs> and try a bite because that sounds delicious. There is a whole banana in this. I almost went with two bananas, but can you, can you overdose on bananas? Because I already had one this morning.
0: I mean, you can overdose on potassium, I think, but yeah, that's usually
1: like if your kidneys ain't working too well. Oh. I, yours are probably all right. No, that was my concern, which is why it's mainly just pudding.
0: <laughs> I think you'd be okay unless unless your doctor is uh, calling you out on.
1: I think you're probably all right. What color colors your sky right now? Um, I don't know. Last night it was like yellow. Yeah, I spent most of the day yesterday feeling like we lived on the planet Venus. I mean, um, today was extremely smoky here yeah. again, but. Uh, for our u k besties, there were some Canadian wildfires, and the smoke has now traveled <clears throat> to our area and it is not pleasant like the the New York Yankees postponed their game because you know New York City right now is awash in in smoke. It does not look good um I mean yeah. who is that guy Doug Ford? What does he have to do with
0: Ontario's either governor or I don't know anyway, he's the guy who cut their firefighting budget by 67 percent in 2019 and today he says i don't see any issue with it and it's certainly not related to climate change because we always have forest fires in ontario yeah but but i don't remember it ever being like this down here because of their forest fires
1: no it was i was driving home there must have been monday And I thought it was snowing. It was like literally like soot and ash that was just. Why is
0: it that it seems like every country around the world has these right wing conservative nutcases with their heads so far up the ass they can't even tell reality from fiction. I don't get me wrong. I understand they're incentivized to tell fiction. But like some
1: of these people, I just I have to believe believe it. How dumb are they? How dumb are they? I feel like we reached a point, I don't know if it was in, you know, with the advent of 24 hour news, I you know, I do feel like that was sort of a tipping point where we no longer focused on what was true. We, we were trying to sell entertainment and we have to fill 24 hours a day. <clears throat> and so at that point, we um, it seems like a portion, I won't even put a number on it, a portion of the world lost their grip on truth. Seems like it. Because this is this is a little ridiculous, a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, it was it was uh, it was not pleasant. I went outside to pick my kids up from recess, and uh, I don't recommend it. Yeah, just being outside for a minute, it felt like my eyes felt a little smoky. So, <clears throat> hope everybody's staying safe. Hope everybody's well, and those they love are doing well. Did you enjoy recess as a kid? Yeah, I think so. I ran around. I played some
0: games. What was do you remember what your thing was? I mean, it depends on how old, I suppose. Um but like certainly through like middle school, we played a lot of kickball during recess. I was way into kickball. I don't know about if you know it, but I've got these uh stumps for thighs, let's say. And even back in middle school, I could
1: fucking wail on that thing. Mm-hmm. It would just soar. <clears throat> I could see that. I could see that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we. I remember. I remember doing a lot of inappropriate Tatanka dances around this like rock that was at like the end of the playground.
0: <clears throat> oh, I definitely played pretend with, um, with firearms and things. I mean, you know, mostly fingers, finger gun style stuff. But I don't think that would fly at all. Never mind nope. today. Even within the last ten, fifteen years, I think that was pretty frowned upon. So. Not not allowed.
1: Yeah. You know, we we basically are like, you can do like Iron Man and do like a repulsor ray sort of thing. That's okay, because that's not real. <laughs> <clears throat> but but anything that could resemble a weapon that actually exists. I've got a kid who likes to take a plastic baseball bat and put it down the back of his shirt and call himself Negan from The Walking Dead. And I'm like, you're eight. You've got I, problems. I hate that you know that show. mm Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Doc I don't know if you got my text
0: I did and I just I didn't didn't know how to Respond at first I was Going to be like like, And ultimately I didn't respond right because I I just I got I do caught I got too caught up in my own brain Where I was like I can't just write back Cool this isn't Cool (laughs) news and I Feels it feels callous of Me to write back and say oh that'll be something good to talk About on the show so I, I Just I couldn't figure out what to Say and then I said nothing that's I figured we'll, we'll talk about it on the show, yeah. even though that's... I wasn't
1: expecting a response necessarily. I, yeah, I, I know how it goes. Uh, we lost uh, we lost the Sheik. The Iron Sheik passed away today. Uh, the day we are recording this, which would be Wednesday, <clears throat> you'll be listening to it whenever you choose to listen. And thank you for doing so. Um, But yeah, 81 years old, I believe, was the. uh Yep. 81 years old. Shared a birthday with, with my uh, wife, interestingly enough. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, had become kind of a, I won't say cult figure, but very popular online figure, despite the fact that clearly I don't think he was in charge of his Twitter profile.
0: Not unclear, but yeah, definitely I think some of that Twitter stuff became increasingly controversial perhaps mm-hmm. i mean i think he's always been a bit of an eccentric but oh yeah for sure i think that twitter's really sealed the deal on questionable whether or not he was a good human at times mm. um
1: but again was he really as writing we, that stuff as we, i don't know as we so. find as we find about most of the people in the wrestling industry like, I am painting with a very broad brush, but especially of that generation.
0: Can you name one um, good person in the wrestling industry?
1: Uh, the first name that comes to my head is Brian Danielson. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: I don't know if it's true either, but I'll accept that as an answer. You know, I would say Edge, but no. Mm-mm. No, oh,
1: no, no, no. John Cena. No. Doesn't
0: seem to be. No, he seems to be a psychopath. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, or dare I say sociopath? I don't know about psychopath. Uh, but either way, you know. Um, okay, aren't you going to get the door? Uh, I believe there might be a coffee table at the door, which which is going to take some lugging. So I uh, just let it. Okay. We we've been we've been uh, we've been we've been shopping. Shopping. Um, <clears throat> You know, every time this this sort of thing happens that you know we lose another uh one of the wrestling fraternity if you will. I am brought back to July 31st, what was that? 2015. Oh yeah. It seems I, to be our uh, legacy. That's it. The the episode that wasn't and it's interesting that it's it's the Iron Sheik in this time because I know Roddy Piper used to say you didn't pay money to watch Hulk Hogan. You paid money to watch someone beat up Roddy Piper. And that argument can be played out depending on what side you go on. But the same thing, you know, the Hulk, Hulkamania began when he defeated the Iron Sheik in 1984. And yes, it took off like a rocket after the fact. But I think you needed a guy like the Sheik to be the one that kind of started it off. Um, So, you know, very much, uh, you know, not a fan of Hogan, uh, clearly. But um You know, uh, training for the Olympics, competed for you know in the spot for the Olympics, Uh, very long career all over the place. I remember watching him in like, you know, on the archives and wrestling in Florida, spinning those clubs over his head, which was always so impressive. Uh, You know, can't say I was a you know huge fan necessarily. And then you know uh, was part of you were probably watching it this time. you know, changed his changed his name to Colonel Mustafa and That's really of, how
0: I came to know him. Yeah. All that stuff with um
1: uh Yep. Chin Man he- <laughs> Chin Man. Yeah, Sergeant Chin Man. Yeah, it's a sergeant, sergeant chin I couldn't
0: think of his rank and I didn't want to uh <laughs> it wasn't coming to my brain for a
1: second there. Um What the, what did they call themselves? Uh, when they had their Alliance I remember Slaughter being known as the Iraqi sympathizer. I don't know if I remember yeah. what the group was called. Um but there was that SummerSlam where you know SummerSlam 91 I want to say there was the it was the Match Made in Heaven and the Match Made in Hell where he uh we get the wedding and then I'll, the triangle of terror is what Wikipedia says it is. Okay. But yeah, and that, you know, that's before my time, so I don't recall that as much, but I do remember when I like <clears throat> was catching up on it and being like, "Wait a second, I know that guy." Uh, so why did Colonel Mustafa go away? Well, like did he become The Sheik again? Slaughter eventually turned Babyface. Um and, you know, he uh, Mustafa stayed with Adnan and then eventually left WWF and went back to like the independence or whatever and by this point his career was i won't even say mostly over because apparently he wrestled until 2010 but that was the last big thing besides the gimmick battle royal okay did he win that oh yeah okay oh yeah, yeah there's some good stuff in there. i loved um i think he was helping to train mankind for like his world title match so it's him and bob backland and Sheik's trying to get Mick Foley to like spin the clubs. And, uh, you know, there was some comedy gold later in, uh, later in the end, but yes, you know, uh, sad to say that we have lost the iron Sheik and, you know, it seems like that's just kind of how it's going to be is every so often we're going to lose one of our, well, I mean, in fairness, he was 81. Yeah. Big bucket of win. Yeah, that's true. If we're, we're quoting Ralph Garman. Yes, indeed. um, That is, uh, for me, all the major wrestling news that I can think of, unless there's, I know there's going to be at least one email that is wrestling related. Um, I know that Tony Khan is going
0: to be announcing the main event of the first collision tonight on whatever the show is called on Wednesday nights. uh, Dynamite. That's the one.
1: Yeah, and good for him. I think uh, Forbidden Door is coming up. That is. And uh, I know that's going to be part of Che's email. We have a dream match to end all dream matches that people are excited about.
0: Interesting. I've got no idea what they have lined up for Forbidden Door, but I'm actually more inclined to watch that than it's typical AEW pay-per-view because it feels like a one-off where it's probably going to be a one night of a bunch of really fun dream matches
1: that you feel like you could just, just watch that and be satisfied uh, and the show last year I thought was quite good. This is this is the one show that I am I am interested in because and not even because of the matches it's just that I am going through you know I'm going through the Ring of Honor uh website and I'm I'm making a list of all of the shows that they have and they start incorporating some Japan stuff in the mostly it happens in like the mid 2010s and that's the stuff that I find really interesting. Um You know, do you know the big two matches right now? Should we, would you like them spoiled or you just? You can tell me, yeah. We have Kenny Omega, uh, who is currently the IWGP U.S. heavyweight champion. Is that an important championship? Um, I'm sure they would like it to be, but it's the newest championship, I believe. So I don't think this is kind of the... You know, they opened a dojo in Los Angeles. New Japan opened a dojo in Los Angeles um, maybe a couple years ago. Uh, They started a promotion in, you know, kind of a U.S.-based promotion called New Japan Strong. I think this is sort of that, you know, they wanted to have some sort of belt that was mostly defended in the Americas. So Kenny Omega is going up against Will Ospreay, which I'm sure will be good. I'm not wild about either of those guys, but I'm sure it will be good. Um, and the big one is the aforementioned Brian Danielson, perhaps one of the only good guys in wrestling, uh, challenged Okada from New Japan. The oh, interesting. So Okada's a guy I feel like
0: I still don't get. I know he's supposed to be awesome. Yep. And I saw him last year Forbidden Door, and Doran. he seemed fine, mm-hmm. but I don't remember being particularly wowed. And I think I've actually seen him a couple of times at least. And I
1: never remember being wowed. Yeah. But I, I think he is he's the Rainmaker guy. Is yes, that right? He is the Rainmaker. Okay. Um I think he's very good. Uh but I don't get it. But then again, that's a lot of New Japan for me. I no fair. Um yeah you know he is he is there the you know the the comparison that i've always heard is he is there roman reigns he is there you know there their tanahashi is there wow you just <laughs> wow did i ruin it for you i'm never going to like okada am i With his thousand day reign um no it, it's just he's the you know they always call tanahashi the the john cena um you know he's just the latest guy he's you know been there Stand out again. I think he is a very good wrestler, but I agree with you. I think he is great to put in there against somebody who is more interesting. So Kenny Omega, when they had their great matches, I would argue Kenny Omega probably was the more interesting one. Naito was probably the more interesting one.
0: Um, oh yeah,
1: I just looked at Tanahashi. Yeah, I, th- I re- he was there last year too. Yeah. I think they're all, he was good. They are all very good quality. Well, I remember crawlers. being
0: impressed by yes. Tanahashi. Yeah.
1: Okada, I don't think I, yeah, again, he's not going to, he's not doing moonsaults. He's not doing, you know, triple power bombs. But he's a solid hand. He is a solid hand. And perhaps there's some
0: historical, like storyline involvements that have cemented his legacy. Yeah. But again, he's larger than life for that reason, perhaps. And that's
1: not something I'm privy to. So, I I, I mean, I guess I I can understand, but. But, um, but yes, that is coming up. When is that? June twenty fifth. Oh, my anniversary. Um, so it's uh, a
0: Sunday. Uh, That's unfortunate.
1: Is it? Might yeah, be. yeah. But then again, let's actually get to to where I was at one point going to go. It's a Sunday, but do Sundays mean anything to you anymore?
0: Sometimes. 'Cause this this
1: Sunday in particular, I don't think is gonna mean very much to no, me. No. Because this is the last week. You've got two more days. And, yeah. the, and then you're done uh for the for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, this is this is Doc's summer of Jubilee, where you know, he gets to be actually done and take a break and can I ask you a question? Always see if you follow me on this. Okay. There's two portions to a
0: course. There's a lecture. There's a lab. Yes, four credits. Usually, by default, the assumption is a lab is one of those credits. So three credits, lecture, one credit lab. Sure,
1: I'm following is you. Is so the far. way that that's split up in the back. I'm with you all the way.
0: All right. So grading structure for the course: seventy-five percent comes from the lecture, twenty-five percent comes from the lab. No matter what the scores in the lecture and in the lab are, you take that score out of a hundred. You multiply the lecture one, by 0.75. You take the score for lab by 0.25. You add them together, you get an overall score out of 100. That's weighted for 75-25, right? Yeah. Does that calculation somehow unfairly favor folks who have done poorly in the lecture and have done well in the lab?
1: Does it favor those people? No. Because no matter how you did in the lecture, right,
0: whether you got a 100 or whether you got 50 in the lecture, if you get, say, a 100 in the lab, that's 25 points that you're earning towards your final grade of 100. That's a flat rate. It's a flat calculation. You're multiplying by 0.25. I got an email from a student who seemed to think the grading structure was very unfair. And I haven't responded to them yet. and It's been a couple of days and they sent me an email this morning saying, I, I look forward to your response and I'm just not really interested in responding because it's a very stupid question.
1: But that seems to be what you have to do. Like I, we didn't even talk about, you know, you were, I believe when we last recorded, you were going to have to go sit with a person who was probably going to ask, implore or outright beg for you to pass them. Um, they were fine. Okay. I mean, they're not doing well, but
0: they seem to understand that that's on them. Yeah. Um,
1: I, you know, it's, I am dealing with some of this with parents, not with children. Um, And I'm realizing. Well,
0: technically I'm dealing with adults. Technically. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and, but the issue is I am dealing with, uh, in some cases, I am dealing with parents who are not that much older than the young adults that you were working with. Um, But, you know, some of them really do need things explained. But if you have a course that is three parts lecture to one part lab. Yeah, if I get 100 in that lab, I, you know, I get a 25. And then if I if I get a 50 in lecture, I'm still going to wind up with a 75 in the course. So. I don't see what the problem is. If I can understand it, having gotten a D in math 102.
0: And like the problem is, yes, when you start, you know, multiplying things by those fractions, they are only worth a fraction of the point. Yeah. But that's how waiting works. Yeah. Like well, it's not the que- unfair. Well,
1: it's what you earned in this portion of the course. My question would be, what does the student suggest is the alternative?
0: Oh, they don't have a suggestion. All they're trying to, do is, is so doubt because they're unhappy with their grade and their grade is fine. In fact, they have like an 88 point something. They're just mad that they're not going to get an A. And so they want extra credit or whatever. And
1: there is no extra credit. i not offering. Admit anything, so. you're stupid and I'll give you an A.
0: Admit, <laughs> admit
1: this was a stupid question and you have wasted my time and I will give you the point two. what do you know, the two points you need. Because,
0: no, what I'm going to write back is, hey, it's not unfair. It's a flat calculation, no matter what. And because in their email, they even gave me two examples. I'm just going to write back with the exact same examples about why. (laughs) Like, do you not understand how math works? Because apparently you don't. Um, And then I'm going to write, I'm not planning to offer any extra credit. Oh, no, not planning. I'm just going to say I am not offering any extra credit. You can still improve your grade by performing well on the exam on Friday. Done. But I have a feeling this person is not planning to take the exam on Friday, which is why I got their email at the beginning of the week, because they drop one exam, and I think they're looking at their current four test grades and saying, I don't want to take the last exam. And they haven't been in lecture at all this week, which especially tells me that's what they're planning to
1: do. And sorry, that's on you. Eat my butt. So is the exam today an actual or the exam this week a cumulative final or is it just the last fifth of the class? Last fifth of the class. Okay. I, as someone who always wants to get away with stuff, I get the logic behind it. But now what you're doing is you are are not only being lazy, you are now being lazy and annoying, which is a bad combination. Sure is, especially from where I'm sitting. That's it. That's it. Look, you want to take advantage of the way the class is structured, not show up and just be happy with your 88. Cool. Good on uh-huh. you. Good on you. You got it. I wouldn't even necessarily begrudge
0: an email that said, hey, any chance of extra credit? But to couch it all yeah. in under the context of calling into question the grading methodology. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're doing yourself no favors. Again, I don't think you'd be allowed to do this, but I would like to see when you get to a point in your professordom where you have nothing to fear, I would like it will never happen. I would like to see something in your syllabus that's like, look, if this you, is not a tenure track position, so I will never reach if that. if you point. send me an annoying email that is that winds up being stupid, you will actually lose points.
0: I am considering adding something like that to the syllabus. Just because the thing that students today love to say, they'll say it to your face, they'll put it in emails, couldn't hurt to ask. I want to put a policy in my syllabus that is the hurts to ask policy. (laughs) And on the first day of class, I want to call it out. Just so you know, if you ask me questions about any of this stuff, you will lose points. I'm not even kidding. I
1: will deduct points. I think in in that, in that, um doing it that way being like look if you ask me a question that is answered on this document you are this this is the part of the syllabus that you need to highlight you will lose points and again make that real world application sort of thing if i go into an interview and i'm sitting down looking for a job and i ask a question that is answered on their web page fairly easily or in, like i am not going to look appealing to those employers. Students really don't get it.
0: And they they increasingly just treat everything like a customer service transactional thing. Yeah. And it's... And again... The problem with that approach is me, as well as my colleagues, the professors,
1: do not view it that way. No. So... No. That's only going to lead to... I don't think I've ever had anyone... (laughs) Make the argument to me as a public school teacher that we pay your salary. Like I've never had a parent do that, but it's like, like, and you could you could potentially make that argument. It would be stupid, but you could make it. Yeah, sure. In that I am literally paid by the townspeople. Um, but yeah the the idea that, and again, where our our secondary education system is not preparing people for the real world or or for higher education in that sense. No, you know, higher education is. Yeah, and I get it facing issues and I get it because I was that guy. I was the guy who failed the no, I was. I don't even think you were like this. Maybe not. Maybe not. There is a sense of entitlement that I don't think I possess because I said, hey, I failed the final. Is there anything I can do about it? The guy was like, look, you didn't show up for most of the semester. No. And I was like, all right, that's on me. Thanks for your time. So at least that's like something <laughs> I should have said. You know what I should have said? Couldn't hurt to ask. Get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Do you own a switch? No. No. You ever wanted a Switch?
0: I I, I mostly stopped buying consoles. I don't really play games on consoles. I know. I went through a little phase trying to get into consoles, but Uh, I gave up.
1: I've never considered a Switch until I saw today. Have you heard of WrestleQuest? No. What's that? Uh, WrestleQuest is a game that will be out on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, And it says, WrestleQuest Tag Team with Destiny. And I am looking and I see the Road Warriors and Sergeant Chin Man and Andre the Giant and a guy with a snake around him and the Muchacho Man, because I don't think they can say Macho Man. Um, But it is a wrestling game that looks unlike any wrestling game I've seen before. There is an element of... um, you know, sort of kind of like a Pokemon sort of team battle sort of thing.
0: There's well, DC, let me tell you, this game is also going to be released on the PS4, PS5,
1: Xbox, oh, really? and
0: steam. So I, I don't think you're going to need to purchase a switch oh, to play.
1: Really? This. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's got some exploring elements to it. Uh, rest. you know, I, again, I watched one trailer, there's lizards. They're there's using robots. using Macho
0: Man Randy Savage in there
1: Yeah, but they call him Muchacho Man.
0: It says Macho Man
1: directly on their right up here. That's interesting. Draw inspiration. Oh, then maybe... But yeah. Oh, no, and there he is. It looks interesting.
0: Oh Yeah, okay.
1: So I'm just... It's like a,
0: it's like a mix of an RPG.
1: Yeah. With... Yeah,
0: and I... I turn-based combat. The what's f- happening in a ring. Yeah. Huh.
1: The fact that it's available on PS4, I will probably probably have to give it a try because like I said I there are elements of the what was it the in your house game in the 90s where you know the Undertaker shot ghouls at you and you know it was almost like they wanted to try to make a Mortal Kombat style game um those aren't your thing though those sort of like the the Mortal Kombat the Street Fighter all of that sort of no not really I did like those games growing up but yeah. I yeah, I I fell out of love. I watched some stuff because Street Fighter six came out and it seems to be very popular. Something about the graphics. I don't know. Maybe you might appreciate it because it has what I would I would attribute more of like an anime style hmm. to it, but, okay. you know, it's very brightly colored and things. But I was just like, ah, it's not I don't think it's. I was never a Street Fighter person. I did like Blanca, but I was never a uh, I was more the of the most anime character of all the characters. that's true. <laughs> Although Zangief was good, and the movie, oh, the movie, have you? Seen you can't it? even claim the movie is based off the same thing, really. But that's that movie is so good. You've got John Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia, um, in his last role, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got uh, other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, that's a good movie. That's that's such such a bad movie that it becomes a good movie. Um, But yeah, I saw WrestleQuest and I was just like, you know, it's wrestling, it's a video game, it's I'm intrigued, 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 intrigued. I'm definitely in the market for a new video game. DC. What happened to the one you were playing? You had one. You were playing. You talked about it just like two weeks ago, maybe. What was it? I don't remember. (laughs) It wasn't the vampire one. That was the last.
0: I've still been playing. More recently, I don't know if this is the game I talked about now. I've been playing Starship Troopers. That's the one. Extermination. That's the one. And, you know, it's only been out for a couple of weeks now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Maybe. I think, yeah, it came out on May 19th. Are you slowing down already? I mean, I've put 26 and a half hours into it. I maxed out the level cap for one of the classes. I started leveling up the other two. It's just a, mostly a, a, a repetitious... Sure multiplayer game, PVE. It's fun. It still is fun and I am still playing it. But I'm already, I am playing it now on the highest difficulty level. Yep. I don't find it particularly challenging. Um, so, and don't be wrong, it isn't early access. They just released like a roadmap for a bunch of stuff they want to add. But the roadmap has no actual dates on it. And my guess is we will start to see updates in months, not days so yeah maybe i'll check back in two years i I don't know
1: but if you think back to the history of the the podcast of in that time period what is the game that you think you have devoted the most hours to is it seven days to die is it hades
0: it's probably seven days to die so i think I mean, I was probably, well, I don't know. I put I probably a large chunk of my hours into Seven Days to Die before the podcast started. Mm-hmm. So I think that released, but, when, at least when I was playing, was probably like closer to 2013.
1: Does, does Steam keep track? Like, if you log kind in? Kind keep- of. It doesn't really give me the dates, like, when I started. No, but, but it'll like, tell you how many hours you played. Right.
0: And I've put 359 hours into Seven Days to Die. Okay. So that might very well be the game. Mm-hmm. But
1: is was that all within sure that the, the, it's, the it's, show? It's close know. enough to answer my question. That is the game okay. you have devoted. What it probably ball, ballpark for me? What is the game in the life of Doc Manson that you think you have put the most hours into? Oh, in, in my life, yes. What is the game? Even if you go back to height of. Height of doc, you know, teen doc video gaming or whatever out, you know. Granted, I could not begin to estimate how many hours. Honestly,
0: it's seven days to die still. Really? I think so. I don't think I've ever played any game
1: longer than that. You don't think we played Warcraft longer than 359 hours? Okay, maybe. And I'm like, I'm, you know, Starcraft or whatever your game of choice was as a kid. I
0: never got into Starcraft like tall guy did. Um, I played the single-player campaign, but that was pretty much it. Diablo. Maybe Diablo 2? But again, he got way more into that game than I did. For me, games, I tend to play the story and I tend to get out. Sure. Um, Minecraft? Maybe? But I think I played more 7 Days to Die than I played Minecraft. Okay. So,
1: So you're looking for the next 7 Days to Die. What's
0: I know you're not listening. Please, I would settle for the next Starship Troopers. I would settle for 25 hours of entertainment, Um, especially because I'm about to have a big old hole in my schedule that needs to be filled. (laughs) I made a face. Um, Come on, DC, fill my hole. Give me a suggestion. I hope
1: Mrs. Manson's laugh was caught. It must have been because I heard it. Um, uh, I'm sure GQ will fill couple of your holes for you this summer <laughs> no doubt uh, but yeah you're gonna be done soon I'm excited for you I got oh, fuck. I got six more to seven more days if you count the Friday where I go in by myself and just clean up but whew, we're getting there
0: I'm excited for you also thank you but I will say like the thing I've realized about video games is I don't like I find these these games and even like starship troopers yeah it's a big sort of first person shooter but it's a niche game you know what i mean sure i look at like the triple a releases and i don't want to play any of them. you don't want to play the new zelda no i really don't i don't want to play mario anymore i don't want to play call of duty i don't want to play the new halo yeah i didn't play gears of war um I don't want to play Madden. I've never wanted to play sports games. I don't like driving games. Horizon. I don't want to play God of War. Like, I don't like Resident Evil. I've never liked any of the Resident Evil games. Like, I... Yeah, I just feel like I'm,
1: like... there's something wrong with me, DC? No. I... We, when we look at the tier list that we were starting and probably will never return to, and I'm okay with it. But if we look at the the video game tier list, let me see if I can track down. There it is. Um, I mean, we could add some more right now. We are talking about yeah. video games. Well, let's you know, looking at the list, you've got Tetris, you've got Portal, you know, Gears of War. I've played Tetris, I've played Portal, never played Gears of War. I've never played a God of War game. I played Red Dead briefly. Never played a Borderlands game. I played Counter-Strike. I've done some racing games. I played Oregon Trail. But, uh, you know, all of those big ticket games, with the exception of Skyrim, like I will be interested in the new Elder Scrolls game or the new Bethesda game uh, when it comes. I am like
0: this close to purchasing Skyrim again just to get the remastered version. Yeah. And just to play it. Like, that's, that's honestly what I'm thinking about doing. But
1: that game is, like, 11 years old
0: yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even with the DLCs, it's, yeah, it's old. Um, but it's good. That's the thing. It's good. You know, I tried Fallout 4. Um, the
0: problem with Skyrim is I want to play it. And yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to promise myself, I'm going to promise myself that I'm going to try to play it as a mage or a battle mage or... Yeah. I will make it four hours in before I have stolen every item in the city, and I am somehow just an
1: archer yeah. again. Well, to be fair. I every have, time. I have played through it uh, enough times. I have I have done the magic thing. It's not my cup of tea, but I've done it. Um, I think you would enjoy, you know, when I play it these days, I try to set some ground rules, like try playing it on Just for even the kill effects of the German suplex, you know, Death Valley Driver sort of thing. Um, I've never been, you know, super into thievery or all of that stuff, but I've played the Assassin's Quest so many times. Um, You know, there's elements, there's ways to make it fun in the replay. And you know what? Even when I go back to being a stealth archer, that's still also very fun
0: every time I have tried to play that game, I inevitably, even when I try to set ground rules, I inevitably end up back there. I just say, well, I really need this one item. I'll just steal this one item. And then I'm like,
1: well, you already stole an item. So, yeah. Steal, steal, Uh, steal, 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 steal. steal. I like the, you know, the content that, you know, there's a whole series of quests that I think were added through mods or whatever. You know, those things are fun because there's some of them that like I haven't done. It's 11 years and I've never done this quest line. I didn't even know it existed. All
0: of a sudden I'm in. I'll be honest. I don't know that I ever finished the main storyline of Skyrim.
1: I don't find but the main storyline of Skyrim very good. I never I don't bothered.
0: play those games for any of the quest lines. Yeah. Like that's just not what I'm there for. So you tell me there's this whole mod with this whole new story. And yeah, that's
1: interesting. But I also know that's not why I'm there. Here's here's what you do. If you want to make it interesting, because I think you have the ability to do this on a PC. You can't do it on the PS4, and it pisses me off every time. Be a stealth archer. Your goal is to kill everybody. Cause I think there is a mod Oscar may argue with me if he wants to, but I believe there is a mod in which you can like turn off all the essential people and kill everybody. And you can, you know, do that or where's his name or what I want you to do. If you play it, this is the, this is my offer. I would like you to be Bowerick. Wowbagger, the assassin. Who the hell is that? Bowerick Wowbagger, the infinitely prolonged hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. He's the guy who's trying to insult everybody in alphabetical order. I don't remember that guy. So he decides to insult, you know, he bec- happens to become immortal, mortal. Uh, and so after a period of do- total boredom, especially on Sunday afternoons, he decides to insult everyone in the entire universe in alphabetical order. So I was trying. And again, PS4 made it difficult, but I had a list of all of the characters in Skyrim, and I randomized it. And then I'd be like, oh, who is this? Find Feindel? All right, I'm gonna go kill this guy, and then I'm gonna go kill this guy." And I wanted to eventually be like the only living thing. But that's huh. that's just me. You've uh, got a sickness. I uh, I like you. Yeah. Uh, while we're at it, we are we are in a video game tier list. I have the thing open. I've randomized the list. Uh, the Sonic games. S, A, B, C, D, F.
0: If you asked teenage Doc Manson, sure. S tier. Okay. If you're asking me today, I'm gonna say, and I'm not even gonna judge it on the more recent games that were all been bad. I'll just go back and say. I don't think those games were as good as I thought they were. I don't think they're bad, Yep. but I'll give them a B. All right. They really don't have the, the gameplay depth or intricacy of the
1: Mario series. No, I remember the only reason I ever played one is because I had a game gear and it came with the game gear. Uh, Oh, that game was especially bad, but I don't remember much about it. Um, you mentioned Call of Duty. Your thoughts on any of the games in the military genre? What's the don't care like Ben, the apathy. We can make an apathy one. Yeah, we'll make an apathy. I tier. like I re- Well,
0: no, it's actually that's actually rank Call of Duty. Okay. Um there have been so many different games in the Call of Duty series. And obviously, it's basic, it was basically the biggest video game franchise of all time until things like PUBG and Fortnite came around. And yeah. it's still very popular, don't get me wrong. But honestly, it never really hit for me. Um, some of the campaigns were excellent, but the multiplayer never grabbed me like it did for most people. Um, I'd say like a solid C, personally which is odd because um again this is probably a franchise that mu- many less people like uh but i played a heck of a lot more of the battlefield games the battlefield games i would give like a like an a to i think what they were doing on the multiplayer side with the sheer numbers and the vehicles and all that stuff i always found infinitely more interesting um Although I can understand why people would like it less. Call of Duty certainly was a tighter experience, but I preferred Battlefield. Why
1: is that?
0: It's definitely a less popular choice. That's all. Call of Duty is definitely way more popular. Than but why did you enjoy
1: Battlefield more than Call of Duty? Oh, what? well, because what the, again, the, the multiplayer
0: dis- had may, way more uh, characters that could play simultaneously. Um, so like it was very large teams, yeah. 32 versus 32, 64 versus 64. Okay. Um, there were vehicles, there were planes, there were tanks, none of that stuff's in Call of Duty. All
1: right. All of a sudden I got the urge to play Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Uh last one. Star Wars games. Again, they kind of reach the gamut. I know they've had some kind of more military versions, or the uh, you want
0: to go back to like X Wing or Tie Fighter, or even this is like these are real early games, right? This is like <laughs> super early stuff. Where like Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two. I think those games are a lot of fun, but they're probably like B level games. Sure, and I haven't really had any interest in those games in a long time. I know there's a current franchise that people are really way into. I think a new one just came out Jedi Survivor Jedi survivor or something, but yeah, no interest in playing it. Honestly, that's probably mostly because I just, I just do not care about star Wars anymore. Sure. Like that's the thing that happened, not just with superheroes, but like Disney buying up these franchises and just turning them into like a movie every six months to a year. Like, I just don't have the ability to care about these things anymore. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jedi Survivor, you know, I've seen some clips. It's similar to God of War in that it seems like you could just watch somebody play it on YouTube and have a very similar experience. Again, and it's funny because, as I told you earlier, I like the narratives in games.
0: Yeah. Like, But maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not interested in AAA games. That is what I like to do. But yes, my experience watching someone else play it is not that different and no. in many ways is preferable because I just want to see the story. I don't want to lose and have to try again. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, hey, it's, well, that,
1: that's the whole, my whole thing with video games. That's why I enjoy a game that has cheat codes because then I can enjoy the story and I'm not going to enjoy dying at the same place for it. I, like the idea of Elden Ring. I watched Markiplier try to like he played like a two-hour stream to try to beat one guy. And he eventually did it, but it took him two hours. And I was like, That does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. I'm like, Dark no, Souls, Elden Ring, none you. of those games. No, thank you. You know, yeah. Don't um, me wrong,
0: as a kid, I loved hard games. But that was because that was I had one game I got for my birthday, yeah. and I was gonna play it for the next 18 months until somebody gifted me another game, <laughs> you know? Today. I understand the appeal, but it's no longer for me.
1: Yeah. No, nope. Nope. I want a video game like that. I had, again, something where I can play Skyrim and never play the main story and it doesn't matter with the exception of creating your own lightsaber, which I guess cool from a creation wise, you know, and maybe you can change the look of your Cal, whatever Cal Kestis or whatever the name is, Uh Otherwise, it's, yeah. a, it's it's the same story. Uh, well, all right. So we will we will continue to pick away at that. I assume uh, we're heading straight to the emails, unless you would like a quick hypothetical. I'm open. Yeah, let's head over to the emails, I guess. All right. We do have five of them. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Uh, the first one, and thank you to Nate uh, for sending the reminder in the Bestie chat. I was not on Twitter at all, so I was not paying attention. Email, email. Uh, sorry, I went chasing down. the Good afternoon, GC and Doc.
0: I'm going up north this weekend with some friends to visit more friends. We're going to see the new Spider-Man movie. on. There's a new Spider-Man movie coming out on Friday? Uh, Across the Spider-Verse. The Those second. are the animated ones? Yeah, the second of the Spider-Verse. I didn't see the first one.
1: I heard it was good. But, it's, mm. It was good. I would recommend it yeah
0: uh, on Friday, and to do some hiking and exploring on Saturday should be a good time. Have you guys ever gone camping? <laughs> oh Nate! Oh, Nate, would you do it again now? <laughs> Nate! Oh, you are priceless. Uh, so it, uh, I have gone a- camping as a kid. uh, and no, I would never go again. I hate the idea of roughing it.
1: Um, no, thank you. I have gone camping. My dad and I went to Cape Cod. We went camping twice, I want to say, in my probably younger teenage years. Um, you know, I I don't remember the problem I had um was I think one time the bathroom like the stall doors didn't have locks, so I didn't feel comfortable. Sitting, okay. Yeah. Yep. You know so that was a long three days um but and you know the the shower situation is weird where you're putting quarters in and doing all of that the actual being in a tent on a cot sort of thing that i didn't mind um would i do it again now no i I don't think so you know would i would i go camping in, like, my nephew's front yard if we, like, got a tent and, like, you know, we took the nephews and went into the tent and went camping, that I would do. Would I go to a campground and pitch a tent? No. I would rent a a recreational vehicle, though. I don't think that's exactly what they're asking, but... DC would not pitch a tent. No. I'll let someone else pitch my tent, but I will not pitch my own tent.
0: DC, what have you found most surprising upon your rewatch of 2000s wrestling?
1: Uh, I've been big into it. I'm back. I'm back in. I've gotten through.
0: Probably. Do I need to arrange an intervention for you?
1: No. No, it's not that bad. I can All stop right. Well, let them. me know if it gets out of I can stop ahead. anytime I wanted to. I've only, you know, covered, you know, maybe three months worth of 2003 in the last week and a half or so, two weeks, probably. Um, What I find most surprising, uh, I think we talked about it recently the sheer amount of talent that showed up all at the same time. Within the span of 12 to 18 months, you get Cena, Lesnar, Orton, Batista. Chris Daniels and granted Chris Daniels had been wrestling before, but kind of like, you know, into the into the zeitgeist, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan. um, And that's the, you know, sort of the upper echelon. You could throw in your Paul Londons and your Brian Kendricks and, you know, people of that um, as well. Uh, But then, you know, now they're trying to make the Basham brothers happen and it's it's not going to happen. Um, and they're trying to make Orlando Jordan seem like a big deal. And, you know, so I, the most surprising thing is how many household names in wrestling showed up all right around the same time. That, that class of 2002 is perhaps the best class, uh, that wrestling has ever had, um, yeah, Doc. What is your favorite meta horror movie and horror comedy of all time? I think one of those we know the answer. But
0: yeah, this is a real. There's actually, I mean, don't be me wrong. A meta movie and a whole comedy are definitely different genres, but there's definitely a lot of overlap. Also, um, my favorite horror comedy of all time is The Evil Dead Two: Dead by Dawn. There's the one. Yeah, there's no, there's no question about that. Um, my favorite meta horror movie, though. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of good ones. Um, trying to think there's there's a, there's a lesser known movie that I, I won't say is particularly well made. You know, it's it's basically an independent shot on video film, but has a lot of really clever ideas in it. Special effects are garbage, um, but it kind of got popular post scream like I would say like even like a decade post Scream because it did a lot of the same stuff earlier. Um, and that movie, I think, is called There's Nothing Out There. And I I only watched that movie back in college. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I remember thinking it was fun. Um, so, I, w- I mean, I think it would definitely wreck. The- I don't know if I would say that's my my favorite, but it is notable for for doing it before Scream did it. Um, but you know, Scream itself wasn't the first one. In fact, it wasn't even the first metal horror movie that Wes Craven made. I think New Nightmare, um, the seventh Nightmare on Elm Street movie, there is excellent. It's three, qu- it's 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 eighty percent of an excellent movie, and I think it only falls apart in the climax. Um, but otherwise, I think that movie is phenomenal as a metal horror movie, um, a mixture of a metal horror movie and a comedy that I think is excellent is um, it's a mockumentary. It's called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, It's about this like documentary crew that are going to follow this guy who's getting ready to go on a slasher rampage. Like he is a slasher. Um, Leslie Vernon is his name. And that movie I think is very, very good Um in a way that like, I think very, was very loving towards the genre. I feel like, like I, I, I famously, perhaps, I think Cabin in the Woods is a complete garbage film because it just feels so cynical and almost feels like it's making fun of things. To me, it doesn't feel like a celebration. Um, I feel like Cabin in the Woods just kind of feels like Joss Whedon, like being smarmy about it. I've, I it never clicked with me again. I realize that's an unpopular opinion. People love that film, um, but like the first Zombieland, I think was an excellent meta film. Tucker and Dale versus evil is an excellent. It's got moments of meta horror, but it's really more of a horror comedy. I think that's one of the best horror comedies from the 2010s. Um, although all more recent honorable mentions go to things like happy death day. I liked that movie a lot. Mm. Uh, I didn't like ready or not. That was, I felt not as enough fun. Um, I liked Feast a lot from 2005. Feast, I thought was real good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess favorite meta movie might be... It's probably Honestly, it's probably actually Scream, but ignoring Scream. It could be New Nightmare. It could be Leslie Vernon. John Carpenter has a really good sort of meta film, too, called In the Mouth of Madness, which I've always really liked. Sam Neill's in it. He plays like this... Essentially, an insurance agent, insurance agent who is trying to find um, this horror author. His agency has, you know, ensured that he's he, to deliver his next book, and he sort of disappeared off the map. He's and he's his, the author's name is Suter Kane. He's sort of like this in-world stand-in for Stephen King. Like he's the most popular horror novel in the world, but he's also kind of, but the movie goes into like this cosmic horror, HP Lovecraft sort of direction. And I, I won't say it's an excellent film. Like I do think it's execution is lacking, but in terms of ideas, I think in the mouth of madness is, is really, really cool. If you haven't seen that one from Carpenter, um, sorry, I rambled. It's hard to give it a favorite answer. There's a lot of good ones.
1: There's like gremlins Two. I don't know if that's meta, but it's definitely a horror comedy. I love gremlins Two. It's not just me. He'll obstruct you, too. You ask him a question. He will find a way to answer it. Outside I can't pick youth. a favorite. All my children are my favorite. All the best, y'all. Love you both. Your bestie, Nate. We love you, too. Enjoy your hiking. Enjoy the Spider-Verse. Uh, have yourself a lovely weekend. Oh, my goodness. We've got an email from Danielle titled Crickets. Hello. Hi. How are y'all? I haven't listened to podcasts of any type. Including the DDT wrestling podcast in at least over a year. Wah, wah, wah. So, you don't know if we're reading this at all, do you, Danielle? Lots of stuff's gone on in my world, the most recent being the diagnosis of fatty liver disease. And I'm taking 50,000 IUs of vitamin D once per week. This ties into the whole liver thing. Is that a lot? Sort of.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the recommended daily amount is like 400. I use. That's a lot. Yeah. When you have a a deficiency, that's a standard sort of prescription.
1: I believe I had fatty liver in college. Uh, My follow-up appointment isn't until July, so we shall see if removing alcohol and increasing the vitamin D has helped or not. Couldn't hurt. Before being told to avoid alcohol completely, I was already in the process of drinking less and less per week. I found online recipes for non-alcoholic drinks, which I will try on my 30th birthday on the 19th this month. Happy early birthday someone needs to dm on twitter to remind me to listen to this newest episode once it drops (laughs) or i could set an alarm slash reminder so here's today's questions one what's the best thing about no longer being in your 20s i feel like my life is more stable i was i was gonna say financial security sure I am. I am in a much better place financially now. Personally,
0: financially, 20s. professionally, mm-hmm. and there are ups and downs to all of those things being sure. more stable. But ultimately, I think those are all good things.
1: Uh, what aspect of your world do you miss from your twenties? Oh, um,
0: all the random sex.
1: How much random sex were you having? Mm, no, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will miss. I don't probably the
0: carefreeness is the answer, right? Like the not having any responsibilities, really
1: the ability to go to McDonald's and get two quarter pounders or whatever it was that we used to get the chicken sandwiches and not feel like we were, you know, doing anything terrible to ourselves. Um, this doesn't happen often, but last Friday, I, um, had a puppet show at my school. Oh, and while it was, was not, were there cactuses? There were cactuses in this puppet show. There was a female cactus in our puppet show. The male cactus has a job that he is doing. Um, so one was unable to attend, but uh, I saw a friend from college who I had not seen uh, in at least since the pandemic, probably well before that it could be that it's been five, six, who knows how many years since we've seen each other and, um, and I do miss the the meals where, you know, 10 people would go eat at a dining hall and, you know, maybe you'd go to class. Maybe you were mean. You just didn't go to class and you just sat there.
0: Um, and then you emailed the professor and asked if there was anything you could do. Could,
1: can't help hurt to ask, you know. Um, mm. And so, uh, you know, I miss that. I miss having a, a large circle of friends in close proximity because I was thinking about all of the people that I used to talk to almost every day and I now have not spoken to and I you know I don't mean to sound maudlin when I say this I don't know if I will speak to some of these people ever again um and you know and I understand that's the way life works but that is something that I occasionally miss and then I have days where I'm like look sometimes I don't even want to talk to the people at work let alone anybody else so
0: do you ever think about all the people you used to know and wonder how it is that you end up stuck with me?
1: No, no, which is probably why we're stuck together. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. like, Nope, this fits. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, I, I will say without trying to, you know, I, I will give you some praise. Uh, you know, while yes, it is well documented that we did not necessarily enjoy each other. That first period of time. Yeah. The first
0: 20 years or so.
1: That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, we agreed to start living together in order to spite out of spite. (laughs) The fact that that happened though. Yeah. That's the the best thing for us. that, That was it. And then it turned out, I was like, Hey, like they clearly worked. We lived together for years afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, I think like that part fits. Like I think about, you know, you think about the friends you have in high school and that is clearly proximity. These are the people who live in the town that you live in or live near you. These are your friends. And then you go to college and you're like, hey, I'm going to be able to stretch my wings. And, you know, my my social network's going to grow. And that is true. But it's still the people you go to college with. And a it's lot still of a proximity those, effect. Yes. And so now that like i I'm not making friends with neighbors. I am friendly with a lot of the people that I work with. And again, that eventually goes away. Maybe what I'm saying is just, you know, friendship is is often based on proximity. Not always, but often. Bonus, summarize your summer plans in less than 10 words. Total freedom. Did it in two. Um, uh, cheap travel, and lots of chilling. Mm, I love chili. Until next time, cheers. Danielle, still residing in Oklahoma, wanting to go back to teaching, but health conflicts with teaching, so I find others, jobs, and gigs instead. My kitten Luna is here at the computer saying hello. Picture will be sent to the bestie chat as proof. We did see it. She is cute. I wish you had emailed it, because I don't use
0: the godforsaken platform that is Twitter.
1: Uh, let's see here. Next up Glenn Abbott. Oh, I have to, I have to open his DM for this as well. I think I'm quizzing you.
0: Here's a little true or false test for doc. I'll DM DC with the answers. <laughs> Are these right. true English village names or just made up? Uh,
1: I'll read them. Cause this is going to, this is awkward. Uh, you say true or false. Is it true? Is it real? Is it not? Netherthong. True. Correct. Wet Wang. False. Nope, that's true. Ah. Bumbleberry. True. Nope, that's false. Uh, Fingering Ho. True. Yes. Nosy Bee. False. Correct. Uh, Brown Willie. True. Correct. Trumpton. True. False. Thank God. Damn it. Greendale. True. False. Damn it. Greendale Fanny. is
0: the name of uh, the town and community, right? I think so.
1: Fanny Barks. True, correct. Good luck, Glenn.
0: Well, out of betting five hundred there.
1: Uh, if you had to pick one of them to live in, another thong. Rows, I think I might want to be in wet wang, <laughs> just to know what it's like. Uh, Mrs. Manson, help, dear DC and dear Doc in DC. I'll, as Doc is aware, we've talked and maybe narrowed it down to three top names for our new pup, Frankie. Lenny, Teddy. There will never be another hashtag Oscar. Yes. And by the sounds of it, the litter of pups might not have been given names yet. So we need all the help we can get besties. Get ready to sound off. We need your input. You can find me in the discord chat. Also taking other name suggestions as well. What are top dog names from across the pond? He's probably going to need a hashtag too. So much to consider. Thanks much. Mrs. M. I don't like Frankie or Teddy. No. Uh,
0: I like Frank because uh Oscar's name is Oscar. And so if Oscar is Oscar Meyer Wiener, then Frank is Frankfurter.
1: Well, why don't you just- And
0: Frankie is also like a Frankenstein connection, so you know. You go my way too. I would
1: think you would go with Freddy.
0: I prefer Frankie
1: for the Frankfurter connection. Not for the Freddy Krueger connection put him in a little sweater. Nah. Got him a little and hat.
0: Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd like to name him after a horror character, but I feel like it's a little too on the nose. I feel like that's too cute in some ways.
1: Ernest. Love it. Ernie. Love it. Okay. That's my suggestion. You name him Ernest, but then you can call him Ernie. So you have the cute two-syllable name with the E at the end, which Frankie, Lenny, and Teddy. Obviously, that's what you're going with. You go with Ernie, and every time you try to get him to do something, you say, you know what I mean? Vern. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but yes, head on over to the Discord chat if you want to chime in. Our final email, which came right before the podcast, was from Che Rasslin. Evening gents. I know this isn't much of a
0: wrestling podcast anymore. Hey, we talked about Okada plenty. But in the world of wrestling, we're getting some top-notch matches. Omega vs Osprey are about to run back what many saw as match of the year. Daniel Bryan versus Okada on the cards KO versus Gunther was given away on a random raw that is true has wrestling peaked cheap easy to watch tremendous athleticism yeah the storytelling isn't as consistent or wild as the attitude era fans aren't as enthusiastic as the Monday Night War days we now live in a world where everyone wants the best on offer instantly then we want to move on to the next thing for me wrestling has certainly picked up quite a bit the last few months and I'm getting the bug again Hoping you're both well. All the best, Che, sent from Outlook for Android.
1: Um, Has wrestling peaked? That is a question that could require multiple podcasts to answer. I I think wrestling peaked a while ago. I'm going to be honest,
0: though. I think entertainment peaked a
1: while ago, says the person who today said, they're done with star Wars. They are done with Marvel. They're done.
0: <laughs> Everything yeah. is just this overproduced, like corporation, like it, like none of that stuff. I feel like has any creativity in it anymore. Like Marvel movies, they literally start animating the action sequences 18 months before they even have a fucking script. they write these movies around what the effects houses make up on a computer screen. Like, I think everything is creatively bankrupt. Like almost everything that comes from the major players, anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's it's difficult for me to get invested in any of that shit.
1: Yeah, I think when I talk about wrestling peaking, um, part of it is the amount of entertainment that Doc is talking about. In 1996, let's let's start with. You know, from the birth of the NWO in Austin 316 to even, let's say, the end of the Monday Night Wars. Um, but I'd even ended a little further. Though that period in the late 90s, we didn't have Netflix, we didn't have streaming services. The Marvel movies had not started yet. Marvel movies were, you know, maybe you had, say, I don't remember when Sam Raimi's first Spider Man movie came out. Maybe that's 2002, competing. maybe? Oh, Somewhere then, in there. No, then no, then even before that um you know marvel was a company that was probably going to go out of business at some point um you know you the amount of entertainment was less so when austin 316 took over and the rock became popular it was a worldwide phenomenon like e- i venture and, a guess and interestingly
0: every- like just to sort of tie into what i was saying earlier like that was to me at least you could argue otherwise i suppose you're more familiar with it than me i wasn't watching during the attitude era but my impression is it was less produced right it felt more creatively fulfilled it felt more like anything could happen and once you start getting out into the ruthless aggression era where where i think that's where people start seeing wwe as this highly polished Mm -hmm. product that's just overproduced i think that's when a lot of the fun starts going away
1: yeah um you know, so yeah, you know, I don't like the road dog at all, but he was able to take his personality, turn it up to 11 and get the new age outlaws over. Because I, as much as I love Billy Gunn, that wasn't <laughs> why they got over people, you know, across the world, you know, oh, you didn't know was something that like, you know, became part of the culture. Um, And then if you want to talk, I understand maybe what you're saying in terms of talent. Yes, Kevin Owens versus Gunther, which could main event to WrestleMania, was just on Raw for fun. Um, We're getting all of these dream matches, but we also need to remember that the era I'm watching right now, 2003, I just listed the class of 2002. Now add to it Eddie Guerrero, Undertaker, uh, for better or worse, Chris Benoit, you've got Triple H. You've, you know, like the amount of talent just in WWE at that time was insane. Are we at a great point right now? Sure. Do I think more people are going to get involved in wrestling? I hope so. I'd like to see it and, rise again.
0: And the thing, the thing about wrestling right now is, from my perspective, is, yeah, they've got, they may have more talent now than they've ever had. Oh, yeah. But the way in which the product is produced Makes it feel like all of that talent is wearing shackles. At least that's how it feels to me. I feel like nobody is allowed to get over on their own. Like there is no creativity. It's this is what was scripted, and if the old man doesn't like it, you're done tomorrow. You know what I mean? Don't me wrong. I think they. I think that was one of the things that people responded to positively when Triple H took over and and Vince had stepped back. And I don't know what it's actually like now, but I just that's 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 the feel that I get mm-hmm. from the product. and I feel like that's the problem is the way it feels.
1: I get that. I would say, you know, many people don't like Roman reigns, and that's fine. Um, the bloodline story. and again, though, sorry,
0: but like, I don't like Roman reigns, but I will acknowledge that he is an exceptionally talented performer. Yeah. The reason why I don't like him is because of the way his entire career has been presented and
1: produced. It has nothing to do with the performer. No, I, agree. I understand that. I also will say, Roman Reigns has been champion for a thousand days. I'm not sure you've seen any of it. I haven't. So, you know. So I should shut up, know, I agree. I'm not, no, I, I don't necessarily think you should shut up. But I think, you know, yes, that is the perspective. What you are telling me right now is you are telling me the outsider. I used to love wrestling and there might be a part of you. I'm telling you why I don't currently yeah. watch it. Yeah, because that's but my you, impression. Well, but even if 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 the, if all of a sudden you could get a guarantee that the shackles were coming on or off, not on. Um you know, you would also be like, are they still doing Saudi Arabia? Is Vince McMahon still running the company? Like, that's part of the problem. The part of the problem is that corporate machine that we're talking about is not something people want to support. Um, But even over it, you could watch AEW. Like, it's there. It's on tonight. You could watch it. There's probably issues there. Like, MJF maybe says something at a press conference about how, you know. Yeah, I know Triple H will want to, like, definitely wants to hire me, but, you know, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't know. Maybe it will. (laughs) Ha ha. And, you know, people go, ooh, but that's as big as it's going to get. We're not expecting that sort of, you know, what was able to happen back in the pre-PC, you know, before 9-11, before Benoit before all of that stuff where now everything has to, we are serving corporate masters. We are serving stockholders and shareholders.
0: We have to
1: be in a certain way. Yeah. I
0: mean, part of the problem for me too is like I already went through this with an upstart underdog company once like AEW to me is just running the TNA playbook. Like I got invested into TNA way back in the day in a big way for a lot of the same reasons that I'm expressing now, maybe not articulated exactly the same way. Maybe I didn't feel quite the same way about some of the business practices of WWE and all that. But like, it was fun to watch something that was less produced, that felt more fresh, that felt like anything could happen, right? AEW feels on one hand old hat because I have that prior experience from 15, 20 years ago already. And the other part of it is AEW also just doesn't feel as unscripted. It feels produced. It just feels poorly produced.
1: Yeah. But I think that's the the issue. I think wrestling today, because I've watched, I've seen some AEW. I've seen Ring of Honor. I sadly stomached a current TNA or Impact broadcast, and it was awful. Um, That's kind of what wrestling is. And there is probably, it's not an accident that I am living in, you know, I could have watched NXT. Let's take the Blood Money show out of it. I could have watched NXT. Supposedly it was a, the best show of the weekend. It had some of the best matches of the weekend. Ilya Dragunov and Jack or whatever. Still haven't watched. I can't bring myself to 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 dive back in. I would much rather watch, you know, Rico with Miss Jackie, Wrestle Maven, because that's just at least something weird. You know, I don't know. Uh, But yes, uh, I hope wrestling peaks. I want wrestling something to happen to get me really into it. I want something to happen. I, anything at this point to get Doc Manson into it. I would love for him to watch Forbidden Door. And all of a sudden, I would love for in. you to join me to watch Forbidden Door. Uh, with the exception of the fact that it's on my anniversary. <laughs> all so right. You, you got it. Ja- yeah. Now, 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 now. You have lots of free time. I have lots of free time. You want to watch it not on the night it airs and you want to watch it the day after. I will. Now I feel selfish, but that's part of the fun. I understand. But I'm just saying I will happily be there that Monday morning.
0: Understood.
1: So uh, let me understand your piece of positivity, please. (laughs) Doc Manson. I think I know what it's going to be, but what's it it going to be? I was going to assume it was just going to be the fact that you're 48 hours from total freedom.
0: <laughs> sure. Let's let's go with that. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, if Danielle hasn't listened to the show in a year, she might not even know that I have a different job and that I am staring down my first summer of teacher level summer freedom. Of doc. Yeah. So I mean, that is pretty exciting. I must say I don't really have any plans. Like I, I'm going on vacation the first week coming back, I've got, like, yard work to do, but, like, nothing firm.
1: And I think that's okay. But that's the idea. Yeah. The idea is that you're not supposed to.
0: I want to find a video game. And I wish I had something specific that I could name here as my piece of positivity. For now, I'll keep playing Starship Troopers because it is fun. And I am now leveling up the operator class, which has, one, a sniper rifle, which my hunter had, which I liked but they also have healing abilities, which I also like. So maybe I'll get back into that. Maybe I'll give it a solid 50 hours before I'm done. We'll see you DC. How about yourself? What
1: are you doing right now that you're really loving right now? I'm trying to type left-handed best independent video. games. I I, I love that. I'm going to try to think I'm going to go on and do a cursory Google search and find the game that you don't know about. Best of luck. Yeah, that's it. Um, I want to shout out um, my good friend, Joe. Um, Trader Joe's, that is. Uh, We, you know, there is a Trader Joe's in our local area. um, And we have gone there a couple of times recently. And one thing that I've enjoyed is we're just trying stuff. And I just want to, I'm, I'm specifically shouting out the Trader Joe's Turkey Jerky, which is amazing um and i my wife went recently and bought me three bags because she loves me so much um but the turkey jerky is good but we got latkes from there which were quite good uh we have got what else did we get their chocolate covered pretzels we already knew were good um there's an apple strawberry like energy bar thing that i enjoy um but yeah like the you know the stuff at trader joe's i i forget sometimes you know I get into the rut of I eat the same things and I try to think that that's the healthy way to do it is if I you know try to take the fun and variety out of food, it you know becomes less of a exciting thing and just more of a nutrient sort of thing. but going there and picking up three or four new things and then try garlic non crackers are excellent. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of the Trader Joe's products. So if you happen to have a Trader Joe's near you and you don't uh, pay them a visit, I suggest doing so. That would be my piece of positive. What's your what's your go to? I know you sometimes go to Trader Joe's. What's your what's your what's your favorite thing to get at Trader Joe's? There's
0: lots of good stuff at Trader Joe's. Um I always look forward to the Scandinavian swimmers, which is like their knockoff version of Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Comes in a lot of different flavors in the bag. Nice. They keep changing the recipe though. And I think the most recent recipe change is not as good as it once was, um, but I still look forward to those. Um, I also like their Dunker cookies. They're sort of these elongated cookies. And, like, the cookie itself has, I think, a little bit of coconut. Uh, I don't know if it's just coconut oil. I don't think it's, like, actual coconut. It's got a little bit of that coconut flavor, and they sell a version where the bottom is dipped in chocolate. Ooh, nice. Delish. Those are quite good as well. Um also, they sell bags of snacks, right? All sorts of different snacks. One of them that they sell is these little things. Uh, they're called, I think, sesame sticks.
1: They're just little. Mm-hmm. Th- and Those are delicious. I love sesame sticks. They're so good. The one miss. There's been one thing that I, I did not enjoy. Um, I got their version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. No. No good. It's way too hard. No. It was way too hard, and it's not enough cinnamon. Like All of yeah. their cereals are just a little wrong. I, I was I was I was disappointed, but thankfully had so many other things it didn't matter. The They're Frosted flakes
0: are passable in a way mm-hmm. that the cinnamon toast crunch is not. Yeah. But still I realized not after right. the fact
1: that I should have put it in the food processor, blitzed it up into kind of a powder, yeah. and then sprinkled that onto things, but I just chucked it. Fair enough. Um I hope you have not chucked us. I hope you enjoyed this three hundred and sixty-seventh, we think, uh edition of the DDT experience. Uh, we have we have traveled here and there and everywhere, and again, talked way more wrestling than probably either of us expected. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night?
0: Send us an email, just like Danielle did for the first time yeah. in a year. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. And if you like the auditory goodness that we have on offer, Head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give us just a little bit of financial support, even a little as a dollar. I don't know, I'm not sure what the minimum amount you can give on Patreon is, but every little bit helps. It does help us um, pay for the posting for the podcast, and it keeps DC watching the Blood Money shows.
1: Or at least the archive Blood Money shows. Fair enough. Uh, he is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Uh, I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Remember, folks, couldn't hurt to ask until we meet again. My friends, uh, send Doc some suggestions over there on the discord of how he should spend his free time. Won't you be our bestie? You played Pong. You should play Pong.